Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Today we have a great doctor-related malicious compliance story. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, Karen demands to go through bear territory, almost gets mauled by a grizzly. So for a little context, the story is not mine. This happened to my father in the 80s and the 90s, but I'll write in the first person because English is hard. In the 80s, I lost everything I could. I dropped out of college, my father died of a heart attack, and my mother was somewhere in the wind. I wasn't worth the air I was breathing. As a last effort, I saved up some money to move to a different state so that I could start fresh. I chose Montana to be my new home. Because I didn't have a college degree, I knew I could only make a living with my hands and not my head. After a bit of looking around, I found work on a ranch. The owner of the ranch, let's call him Jack, took me under his wing. He taught me how to ride a horse, how to herd, how to do cutting, roping, and many other useful skills on a ranch. My goal was to have enough money for a deposit so I could buy a house, or at least some land. After about three years, I had the money, but I loved the ranch and the folks so much that I chose to stay longer. In the spring of 88, I finally made the decision to quit. I was fully honest with Jack about what my intentions were. I told him that I wanted to buy some land to have a ranch of my own and potentially get married and start a family. Being the absolute champ, Jack offered me some contacts of people who were selling land. After some time, I chose a piece of land near Jack's ranch. I got a loan, bought the land, and in the summer I started building my house. By winter, the house was done, and it was planned that in the spring, I'd build a barn and some fences, corrals among others. In the spring, it was back to work, and before summer started, I had nothing to do. I had a lot of time on my hands while I was waiting for all the paperwork to be done, and I wasn't going to spend two weeks sitting on my porch doing nothing when Jack promised me that if I would ever need it, he would give me a job. Now, I didn't need a job because of money, but I just didn't have anything to do. So I went to my good old friend Jack if he needed some help. He said that he could use me to guide people on the tours he was offering. His ranch is not only in the cattle business, he also offers tours of the pristine nature on his property. I happily accepted the job despite me not liking people, but still, it was better than just sitting on my front porch and doing nothing. The first few days went without a problem, but then a wild Karen appeared to brighten up the day. I was just returning from a tour when I saw this Karen in the middle of the field yelling at this girl who was also a guide. I didn't know the girl, but in my books, whoever makes a girl cry is a jerk. I came over to them and in the most passive-aggressive voice I can, I say, Good day, what seems to be the problem? And the Karen's wrath was now aimed at me and she yelled back, This witch has no respect for the desires of the customer. Give me a manager now! Now, I didn't expect such strong wording, but I kept my cool despite my hot-headedness and I came up to the girl, who's now sobbing because this Karen was mouthing off to her pretty good, and I say to her, Leave her to me. I'll take care of her. You go take a break and tell Jack that I'll be with this piece of work. She gives me a grateful smile and a nod and rides away. I go to the Karen and I say to her, Ma'am, I can't get you the manager as he's busy right now. But if you want, I can be your guide in her stead for the remainder of the tour. 
She replies very politely by saying, Sure, I think even the trees will be better than that witch. Every part of my hothead itself wants me to pretty much bury this woman right then and there, but I keep my cool and we head off on the tour. And within the first minute, what a piece of work she truly is. She behaves like she knows best and everyone is lesser than her and everything should be given to her. When we're about to turn around and go back, I give her a choice. We could either go the official route or we could return by the unofficial route, which is shorter, but there were bear sightings reported in the past few days. I tell her that the unofficial route is quite dangerous, but just as I wanted her to do so, she vehemently objects because she is the wisest person alive and knows the best. Great, my trap had worked. After about five miles on this unofficial route, she starts screaming and turns so pale that she's even more white than paper. In the distance, there is a grizzly. I knew about the danger I dragged both of us into, but in the end, it was technically her choice to go that route. I tell her to make herself as big and loud as she can. I follow suit, but the pair keeps getting closer. It keeps growling at us. With every growl, Karen was getting ever more pale. After it gets way too dangerous, I shoot a round out of my rifle, and the bear gets scared and runs away into the woods. The entire ride back, she keeps yelling at me that I put her intentionally in so much danger. And yes, I'll admit it, it was quite reckless taking a visitor into a part of the woods where there were bear sightings reported, but technically she made the decision to go that route. I stay silent the entire ride because I can't keep a straight face. I was laughing maniacally in my head, and I knew that if I looked at her, I would start laughing out loud. When we returned, she was shaking violently and was pale as ever. After I tied up her horse, she demanded that I get her the manager, and I gladly point her to the little building in the distance, and she storms off. She starts yelling at Jack, and I can see that Jack is trying his hardest not to break out laughing. I could hear that she was demanding that I be fired, but the neat part was, I wasn't an employee of Jack's. I was doing it as a favor for a friend, and thus, I couldn't be fired. After Karen's tirade ends, Jack comes up to me laughing like a kid and asks me, How did you even come up with that, OP? I start giggling as well and answer, Well, she made the girl cry, so I wanted to give her special treatment. I heard of the bear sightings and it worked out well in my favor. He then asks me to not do that again as it was reckless. And I agree and I tell Jack, I don't plan on doing it again, but I had a plan at the bear mall the dang wretch. My defense would be that I gave her the choice to go on a safer path, but because she was apparently of higher intellect than me, I simply agreed. Jack gives me a smile and heads off. Years later, my father would end up meeting that girl guide again. Her name was Abby, but nowadays, I simply call her mom. I mean, respect to OP's father for having the courage to laugh maniacally after that. I mean, right up until they shot around, that bear seemed pretty confident that it was going to press up on these people. I'd be in shock after that on the ride back. That said, our next story is, you can sit wherever the freak you want. Alrighty then. Hello fellow kids, I live in the blistering heat of Arizona. I drive my son and wife to my son's 7-on-7 seven -seven football practice. This isn't our first rodeo with outdoor events, and when we read on the website that the Field 4 was on a softball field, we knew that we were in for an unmercifully hot day. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We decided that we would bring our expandable tent to set up for the games. It's a bit of a hassle to carry, but once it's set up, we're good. We got to the field early enough to have about 60 linear feet of open sideline on either side of the makeshift field. We set up following the rules for tent seating, close to but not closer than 10 feet from the sideline. Okay, cool. We set up, made sure we weren't obscuring anybody else's view, etc. Okay, so we sit there and talk while my son goes through pre-game. Then all of a sudden, we hear and feel people sweatily bumbling through our tent before they realize, say what the freak to themselves, and set up camp directly in front of us. Like very close to us. I'm six foot two and I can't see past about 90% of the field like close. Before I let them get too comfortable, I let them know that we're already set up here. The man turns around and says, hey, you can sit wherever the freak you want. This is general admission, right? So sit wherever the freak you want. My wife and I look at each other and most assuredly have the same thought. Time for malicious compliance. You see, rules may say that tented individuals must be 10 feet off the sideline, but people in chairs? No limit mentioned, just not on or touching the sideline. So we take our chairs, get up, and start to pack up some of our stuff. This part's great for us because we see the people staring at us and smiling like they won the day. We just take our chairs and plop them directly in front of them, leapfrogging them. During the process, we told our other neighbors they could have our seats for shade if they want. They kind of had a feeling we were up to something and happily obliged. As we enjoyed our ringside seats, we felt the glares and realized one of the guys got up to complain to the ref, because that's totally the ref's job. The ref walked back with him, and he pointed at me like a complaining three-year-old and said, They came in and sat in front of us. Look how close they are, look. The ref turned to my wife and asked, Which one of y'all got here first? She smiled, saying, We did. They just plopped down in front of us when we were just trying to give you enough space to do your job. God, I love my wife. Ref goes, Well, it's the end zone, so plop at your own risk. But you gotta know it's first come, first serve. The clampet stopped right through our tent again, this time almost getting in a fight with my friend as they whimpered, clanged, and twanged their country selves back to whatever land of odd they came from. For that one moment, it was so quiet you could hear a fancily packaged, collectible spoon drop. I mean, you really just gotta be some type of jerk to go and plop down in front of somebody like that. I mean, what were you expecting? That OP and their wife were just going to pretend like you didn't just take up 90% of their view in a situation where you had 60 feet of sideline you could sit in? Our next story is Windows update aren't being done in a timely manner. I was responsible for the desktops in a small 30-ish employee division of a software company, among many other things. 
There was this employee that was not in operations and was a programmer that continually nitpicked how I did things. We shall call him Dan. Windows updates were not always done automatically. I'll get into this later. I would go around a couple times a week and remind the employees to do them. This was in the mid-2000s. Everyone was an admin on their PCs because of programmer requirements to test new software from time to time. We had administrative and support staff as well. Windows were always set to update overnight when the PCs were not being used overnight when they were left on. However, many of the employees listened to Dan and turned their PCs off at night. After I reminded them that the updates would run overnight and not listen to him, Dan then went to the boss saying updates were not being done in a timely manner. Boss calls me in his office that Windows updates were not being done in a timely manner according to Dan. I didn't say a thing about Dan telling everyone to turn their PCs off at night to the boss, even after I told them not to because the boss always listened to Dan and thought he knew more than anyone in the office. The boss was a sales guy more than anything, so arguing was pointless. I said, no problem, I'll take care of it. Cue malicious compliance. So as I did my weekly rounds with everyone and their PCs, I updated their settings for updates to be Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Most folks didn't mess with this stuff or have any idea what to do or change it, but they listened to Dan about turning off their PC even though I said leave it on for updates so it didn't affect their daily work. Well, after about two weeks of updates running in the middle of the morning on Wednesdays, folks started to complain to me about the updates running. I didn't explain anything to anyone. I said Dan didn't think updates were done in a timely manner and to ask Dan why they were running on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. He didn't say a word and went straight to the boss, even though the programmers he worked with were most affected. Boss called me into the office and I laid it all out on the table. Dan had told everyone to turn their PCs off when they left, and that was when the updates ran. So you told me to make sure all the updates ran. He smiled, laughed, and realized what he and Dan had done, told me to change it back to overnight, and he would talk to Dan. I went around the following week and undid what was done and said the boss said to leave their PCs on overnight and it wouldn't happen again. We still had issues with Dan on stuff from time to time, but he mentioned this one incident with me during his retirement luncheon. That is malicious compliance at its best. Although OP says that's malicious compliance at its best, I think it's honestly what OP had to do. I don't know what else OP could have done. When you're stuck in a situation like that where the obvious way to do it is not working because of impedance, then there's no graceful way other than just making sure it does get done. This next story is, careful what you ask for. I went with my husband to a doctor appointment with a new doctor. My husband had various medical things going on at this point. One thing being he had very recently had all his teeth removed. We get in the office and my husband is embarrassed for one and in extreme pain. I was trying to help by answering some of the questions the doctor was asking. So the doctor says, just one of you answer. Oh, no problem. I just lean back against the wall behind my husband and start looking around. The doctor realizes that he can't understand what my husband is saying without teeth. He instantly looks to me for an answer and I look directly at him and look away. It takes four times for my husband to repeat himself before he gets understood. There were probably a dozen more questions that needed answered. It was a joy to watch him squirm. It was a great doctor visit for me after being told he didn't need my input. Be careful what you ask for, doc. Now, I don't know if this was like a primary doctor or like a specialist, 
But if I had a doctor that treated me like that, I know it isn't like that severe, you know, it's kind of a petty malicious compliance thing, but just somebody that makes you feel uncomfortable going to them, I would immediately want to start looking for a different doctor, unless this doctor is amazing at what they do. Any of the doctors that I've gone to, thankfully have been all great people. The problem is, if I had a doctor like this, I probably would be much less inclined to actually show back up. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.